Exacto. The flagship show of the Rundown Wrestling Network, an intentionally offensive wrestling podcast network. Head on over to rundownwrestling.com to check out all of our awesome shows on there and take a look at our faces. It's ever changing. This week, we've got a shit ton of shit to talk about. So we're going to go right into it with a little thing that we like to call. Uh, oh, no. Oh, oh. Oh, this isn't a solo episode. Oh, no, no. How could I forget? Because with me, as always, Jason is here. I just think it's cute how every show you open it with, ladies and gentlemen, as though there are some women listening to this show. There's got to be one. It's wishful thinking. There's got to be one. I mean, I'm sure there may be some totally gender androgynous dude somewhere, you know, spanking it, but I think that's probably the closest we're getting. Well, I mean, this the, the our our third member of the crew definitely brings in the ladies. Jeff is here. I didn't know I did. Thank you. That's right. And after seeing Jeff's picture on the website, I want to get him a Heath Slater type shirt, but it says I got tits. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Most of the members of the rundown have tits. The two people that don't, you and Jeff. So I just yeah. wanted to, I didn't want to make you guys, you know, I wanted to fit in. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, if, there, if there's one thing that, uh, that wrestling podcasts need more of, it's tits. Sure. Speaking of that segues us very nicely into that, the first That segues us right, right, right into... The Perfect Ten! A ten! A ten! A fucking ten! We start things off with the fakest of fake bitches, Gail Kim. And continues to be a giant hypocrite. Uh, the sadly, yeah, the pinata. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Sadly, she she never did respond to uh, to my question or, or, or to my to my shout out to her on Twitter. But that's to be expected. She never She's responded like, to my my tweet either. So yeah, oh. it's, it's it's weird. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, so we will get into a little bit more on on her when we talk. Um, when we talk about uh, an event that happened, uh, well, well I, got, I got some other stuff specifically on her, from the pay per view regarding her too. So, okay, all right. So then let's go ahead and uh, and kind of get right into the pay per view. Uh, Impact had their show Homecoming, 
And I will go ahead and give a rundown of the events and what happened. So, the first match for the X, the vacant X Division Championship. I have no idea why it was vacant. Uh, uh, it was vacant because it was held by Brian Cage, who cashed it in as option C for his oh, chance to right. face that's Johnny right. Impact for the Heavyweight Championship. That's right. That dumb gimmick that they totally didn't steal from anything. So, Rich Swan beat his way into each X Division Championship <laughs> uh, by defeating Ethan Page, Jake Christ, and Trey Manuel, who doesn't have a Wikipedia page, so I'm sure he's a star in the making. It's actually one um, of the rascals over there, which is uh, him, Desmond Xavier, and the last guys escaping me at the moment, but uh, sort of a stoner, pothead, young guy gimmick that has actually worked out surprisingly well. I wasn't optimistic when I first saw it, but they, they've, they've done a nice job with it. So Fair enough. Uh, Dark Alley and Sue Young defeated Jordan can, Grace can, and Kira Hogan. Can I say Go it? Ahead. Can I say it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You can say it. That's one Dark Alley I wouldn't mind going down. All right. Glad you got that out. <laughs> hey Uh Eddie Edwards defeated Moose in a False Count Anywhere match. Uh, Sammy Callahan, for some reason with Dave Christ, defeated Willie Mack in a singles match. Uh, Eli Drake defeated Abyss in a Monsters Ball Sack match. The Was, uh... I think I saw some sort of gif about that match when uh, Abyss tried to throw Eli Drake through a table and he just like fucking totally missed the table. Yep. Yep. He threw him right into the fucking barricade instead. Yep. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. It looked like it hurt. Yeah. Um, the Latin American Exchange, not the same LAX members that were originally in the crew, but different ones because you know gimmick, uh, defeated the Lucha Brothers, which are Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. And for so two- so. Yeah, so if, if there's one match you go back from this show and watch, it's that one. That match was fantastic. That's an early match of the year candidate. It was outstanding. All right. All right. Uh, Taya Valkyrie defeated Tessa Blanchard to be the new Impact Knockouts champion. They also had a stripper as a referee. Oh, God uh, damn then, All right. Can I do it now or do I have to wait? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You, we have one more match. Go ahead. You can go ahead and, and, and do your Gail Kim rant. Okay, so this fucking girl, Gail Kim, this woman, I should say. I'll, I'll you be, can say bitch. No, you I'm can not. say cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wonder why women don't listen to the show. Um, so anyway. I know, I know plenty of women who like the word cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. And uh, most women have one. Look, most. <laughs> Gail Kim is a very, very talented in-ring performer. No doubt about it. So I'm never going to knock her for that. Um, as I've said on this show many, many a time, I dislike the way she conducted herself in the Battle Royal elimination, and, and I'll get more into that later on, too. Um, but she's one of those people that's very outspoken on Twitter about you know women in wrestling, and they deserve the spotlight, and they should be focused on for their athletic endeavors, and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I agree with the entire sentiment. But if you're going to be the woman that says we got to focus on the in ring and we're not sex objects and you know judge us by what we do in the ring, etc., 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 when you come out to special guest referee a match, your ass better be dressed like Jessica Carr down in NXT instead of having a fucking striped top with a big cutout where your titties are so everyone can see you got great big ones, and then fucking skin-tight short shorts, lycra shorts, whatever the fuck they were, and then thigh-high boots. Because I, in my life, have never watched MMA and seen a wrestler or referee fucking dress like that. 
or boxing or anything else. So if you're going to go out there and criticize other women in the business for using their bodies and their sexuality to get over or to get money or to get a spot on a card, you cannot fucking come out and do that. Well said. And the final match saw Johnny Impact defeat Brian Cage to retain the Impact World Championship as Brian Cage cashed in his Money in the Bank contract for it. <clears throat> so that was the show. I get that Johnny changes his name for every company he's at. I, I totally understand that. But I will never hear the name Johnny Impact and not think a porn star. Just, I mean, a lot of Johnny his, Nitro. You know. Johnny Nitro definitely sounded like a, a porn star name, too. Yeah. Um, so, of course... Uh, John Morrison, John Hennigan, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Onyx, Johnny Spade, and Johnny Superstar are all the names that John and Johnny Hennigan has gone for. Yep. He currently is wrestling under four different names, by the way. That's a little much. Yeah. So uh, he did win. He won the match. He he scored the victory over Brian Cage when a couple of guys, I guess, who were on Survivor with him sort of distracted Cage and then there was a pinfall that Cage made that didn't get counted and then Impact it was a really god awful finish where there was like a reversal, Cage was trying to suplex him, Cage was standing on the first rope trying to suplex him outside in and Impact sort of fell over and then turned it into a roll up it was really a shitty botched up sort of finish Um, and then after the match as Johnny's making his way to the back, hey, get this, they flashed the company logo and the trademark thing in the corner, and then somebody attacked. I wonder where they got that fucking idea from. Uh, <laughs> Killer Cross comes out, as, and Johnny, I should say, was celebrating with Taya uh, in the ring, who won the title earlier, as Troy mentioned. Uh, and during that segment, uh, Killer Cross picked up Taya and threw her into the quote-unquote crowd, which I'm sure was a bunch of workers just waiting to catch her. And I'm sure that they caught her like a bowling ball. Uh, so <laughs> any other thoughts on uh, Impact Homecoming that you'd like to share, or are we able to go on to the next? Uh, like I said, definitely do yourself a favor. Check out the LAX uh, Lucha Brothers match, because it was worth the price of admission alone. The X Division match was fun. Uh, the women's title match was good. Uh, the Dark Alley thing, I sort of wish they would just keep Jordan Grace out of that sort of hokey bullshit, like just let her be a dominant female in the women's division. Uh, I was a little disappointed she was involved in that because she really was, there was no build to her being in there. It was just sort of thrown together at the last minute. Um, but Kira Hogan is somebody who's sort of impressed me in TNA. I think she's got a future impact, I should say. I think she's got a brighter future than I thought when I first saw her, so. Yeah. How was the Johnny Impact Brian Cage match? I saw some snippets on, but I didn't see the whole thing. It was all right. There were definitely some some spots where you know it was not clean, um, but you know all things considered, it was fine. But the ending being sort of so botchy was just not good. Yeah, I mean, I saw. Um, I mean, obviously, there's probably some needles involved in Brian Cage's life, but. Um, <laughs> Um, I did see some of his like his power moves are just ridiculous. He, oh yeah, I he's mean, dude's unbelievable. Huge. Yeah, with that shit, it's it's pretty crazy. Just the way he, I saw, I think I specifically saw the power bomb spot <clears> where he just kept fucking. I think he power bombed jo- uh, Johnny like three times in a row or some yeah. shit, yeah. and just like deadlifted him up like it was nothing. Oh yeah, it's wild. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, great big people. Nia Jax 
still sucks on the mic as well as sucking in the ring. Uh, as well as most likely sucking something else to get her spot on the roster. Now, the highlight of the Sasha Banks, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey beginning to was obviously... Um, so Ronda said that she wanted to have Sasha Banks be her opponent. Um, Sasha, you know, got got on the mic. Nia got on the mic and, and told Sasha that she, that, that she needs to get in line. And Sasha said, what line, bitch? Which was probably the best line of the night. Yeah at least in terms of the women. Um, yeah. Nia Jack should be the back of the line. She can, she lost. Sasha Banks hasn't had a title match in like two years. Right. So you, you didn't like the, th- the 300 ounce Samoan line. You didn't like that one. Oh yeah. That was good too. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, Sasha, Sasha's always great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so well, and then um, after Sasha said that they, they cut to break and Nia goes and says, I, I'm not a bitch. I'm the bitch. And like, just really fucking awful. And, uh, before we get to the match, there were several people, and I saw this in a lot of spots online. I was like, I don't know why they're fucking ruining Ronda. Why is Ronda putting over Sasha? So she shouldn't be out there, like, putting over somebody. And, guys, are you really this fucking stupid? She's putting over Sasha as a dig at, at fucking Becky and Charlotte. She's putting over the horsewomen that yeah. she she's, doesn't have a storyline she's doing with. Like, this is a way for her to... She's doing the, I'm taking out all the four horsewomen in order. She's going to start yeah. with Sasha at Royal Rumble, probably move on to Bailey at Fast Lane or Great Balls of Fire, whatever the fuck is after that, and then we get to WrestleMania season with Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. You don't have to be a genius to figure this fucking story out, people. Come on. Well, you also don't have to be a genius to watch wrestling. That's pretty, but it helps. Pretty, but it helps. It helps to at least not be a fucking complete moron. <clears throat> I just wanted to say that Viper was signed, so the replacement's coming soon. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we got much more to say about that other than the fact that Sasha Banks and, and Nia oh. Jax had a match. Sasha wound up winning, um, which, of course, means that Sasha will face Ronda Rousey at Royal Rumble. Can we talk about the fact that she Nia almost killed Sasha? <laughs> like it's a Nia, it's a Nia Jax match, isn't that just expected at this well, point? They were doing some, sort of, and I guess maybe I'm assuming, but they were doing some sort of spot where Nia was sort of staggered on the apron, and Sasha did a step up. It was supposed to be a Rana where she was, I guess, either going to drive her down to the floor or drive her face first into the mat. But <laughs> instead of taking the bump, Nia took the weakest bump I've ever seen. But before she did it, she stopped and turned Sasha, so she's like hanging out over the fucking ape, and she just fucking splats right down, face first. So, first off, whoever thought that Nia Jax could take a Rana needs to lose her job. Because that that didn't happen. Alright? She's she's not taking a Rana. (laughs) Um, And second, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, this is is the problem at this point, is that the focus is going to be on her in every match she does. So this is her opportunity to actually have a, a clean match and not do anything and maybe start changing the, the, the narrative a little bit on her. And instead she does that, <clears throat> yep. which to me looked like she she took the move off, which as a wrestler, you should never do. Right. You never you never take a move off. You you always give your 100 percent on every move that you do and every move that you take because because uh, one bad move is all it takes to end somebody's fucking career, mm-hmm. potentially their life. Right. And like, we know even if she just kind of belly flopped onto the floor, that would have been 
Yeah. If you if you weren't competent in taking it, then at least you could do was just power bomb Sasha. You know, because at least then you you are in more control of it than just like I'm just gonna chuck this like 75 pound chick over to the side. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen many times when Rana's just kind of like throw people into things. So she could have just kind of jumped off the apron yeah. and threw herself into the barricade or something. Like, yeah. not just fucking lay down on the apron. Like that's the worst thing you could have done. Yeah. Besides Biker. But the, the, besides to pretend to be a wrestler for the past couple of years. <laughs> hey, it's funny because honestly, on this show, we were fans of Naya early on, and that's yeah, just, I was too, and just sort of turned. Like I think, and, and I, I said it at the time, and I still stand by it. I just don't think she was ready to come up when she brought. I think I think they rushed her up because of her family history. Um, but I don't. I think she needed a lot more time down in NXT, and I think we might have been able to avoid a lot of this shit. I think that's um, when they, they brought her up when they started to push her. We were we were a lot more apologetic about her moves because we were excited for the fact that WWE was actually going to push somebody who is not, you know, 115 pounds and under. So I think that that was part of the thing was we were we were a lot more forgiving of her in ring work because we're like, okay, they they are actually trying to show a little body positivity here with with having some, you know, girl that's that's a plus size size wrestler, uh, and then she herself was given the ball and dropped it so yeah i mean i mean even realism too i mean just looking at her you would think that she would crush all these girls and um i think i think what's really also hurt her even more than hurting all these people is just the characters she's had they're they're really she doesn't deliver well in the characters that she is delivering on and she just it's it's horrible like this new character this new Sloppy in the ring, bad on the mic. Uh, her wardrobe is atrocious. I mean, yeah, and her fucking music is terrible. Yeah, I mean, you try to think of anything positive about the, the person at this point, and, and <clears throat> I mean, there there are times when she turns it on, and you can see a little bit of what they see in her, but it's just so few and far between at this point. Yeah. My neighbor's watching the Avengers. The porn so, you know, version watching, or the real version? I think it's the real version. I don't know. He's across the street. He's got a big screen TV. I saw a, a big red face guy, so it could be the porn version. No, okay. I'm not positive. I'll, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, speaking of guys we want to fuck, it's time for the first episode of Oshmegma Watch 2019. <laughs> That's right, because Kenny Omega announced that he would be leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling and hasn't said exactly where he's going yet. Obviously, um, we know that All Elite Wrestling would love to have him, and the WWE has apparently made a very good offer to him uh, to come and uh, be in exactly the same position that Shinsuke Nakamura is in right now. <laughs> why why <laughs> um, can't he be in the same spot AJ Styles is in? He could be, and, and this is the thing, is that uh, Omega is one of those guys that... He has he has a lot more pull than I think Shinsuke Nakamura did when he came in, um, and I think that there's there's enough independent fans. This guy is the biggest independent wrestler right now. Yeah. Um, say what you will about Cody, but o- Omega is one of those guys that yeah. And of course they have the previous relationship with him, you know, years and years ago. Oh, you mean when they fired him? Well, they fired him, but he has said uh, he's been on record saying that 
it was the it was the right call to make at the time yeah. that you know he he needed to be fired he needed to leave and go find himself and he did obviously yeah. uh, and his career has been all the better for it so the you know the big question is is you know obviously we don't know what kind of money all elite wrestling is able to offer anybody we're not privy to any of that we know that they've got some money backing or like that but um if if Everyone is supposed to be making like generally the same amounts of money, and they suddenly break the bank on Oshmegma. That might cause a little bit of butthurt in the locker room, and and might be detrimental to the brand. Uh, we know WWE will throw as much money as at this guy as they can to make sure he doesn't sign with All Elite Wrestling, um, or anyone else for that matter. And yeah, he could. There's there's a lot of uh, there'd be a lot of of return on investment in, in Omega. I think if, if they brought him in, because right off the bat that sh- that first T-shirt that's selling out in seconds, right? Uh, if if he re- makes it to WWE, so. Um, but that's that's the the first part about this. So I guess. Well, and they need know, a WrestleMania opponent for Shane McMahon. So. That's true. That's true because he is the best in the world, and what better than to have the best of Japan? Well, I mean that's what AJ's first WrestleMania program was. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. So listen, he's. I'm I'm fairly certain he's going to end up at all all elite and. For me, if you're Kenny Omega, it really comes down to two things. You can have financial freedom for the rest of your life and take the big payday from WWE, or you can have creative freedom, go to AEW, and pretty much have a blank slate to do whatever you want for the rest of your career. Um, Having listened to a lot of interviews with Omega, I think he's a guy that values the creative freedom more so than the money. He he seems to be very into the artistry of the sport. so I, I could be completely wrong, and I, I've said it on, in our host thread. It, to me, you can go do the WWE thing at 36 years old, collect that paycheck, work there two, three years, and then go do AEW all you want with all the creative freedom you want. Yeah. Um, that WWE deal is not on the table if he signs with AEW, because by the time the AEW deal is up, he's going to be close to 40, he's going to have lost a step, and WWE won't be offering that kind of coin anymore. So... This is his last chance to really grab that huge payday, which I think might, you know, I mean, who knows? It could entice him. I still think he ends up at AEW. I still think that's probably the right choice for his career. Um, I also, and, and I've heard just so much rump swabbing for Kenny Omega this week, and, and Kenny Omega is a, an excellent professional wrestler. This talk, let, let's just nip this shit in the bud right now. This talk that Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler of all time, and I've heard that, is fucking asinine. He's, it's asinine to put him at this point in the conversation with Shawn Michaels, with Ric Flair. John Cena. Sure, sure. And you know what? Here's the thing. Omega's done it in small bursts with great opponents for you know four five six times a year he'll have those those five star matches he is not out there doing it with the best of the best with the limitations put on guys by wwe he doesn't he's not going out there and oh shit you got 15 minutes go make something happen he's not going out there with the you can't go out there and throw unprotected head strikes He's not out there with the limitation of, and, and oh, by the way, you've worked four nights in a row now. Go out and put, another, put together another five-star match. Um, people disregard 
the things Ric Flair... Like, Ric Flair was going out and doing 60-minute Broadways every night, five nights a week, for years. And, and putting on these level of matches with guys. And making everyone he got in the ring with look great. Kenny Omega is a fantastic professional wrestler. Do not get me wrong. But to even consider uttering the statement... He's the greatest of all time. I'm sorry it makes you a supermark to say that. Yeah, you got to. A lot of things that people seem to forget is that a lot of these big time matches that you watch on the independents, the, the Wrestle Kingdom matches and stuff like that, they've been worked on for a while. Mm hmm. They've been, and, and takeover matches are the same thing. And that's sort of yeah. why we, we, we do talk about those right. in the same vein. Yeah. Takeover matches as well have been worked on for a while. They've been practiced. They've been scripted. They've been choreographed. A lot of matches in WWE, that's not the case. Even pay-per-view matches in WWE, oftentimes it's you've got, okay, you're all right. Well, you got to work Friday because we've got a house show that day. So I guess you guys can talk about it Saturday, but we've got a meet and greet that day later on in the day. So you guys can talk about it a little bit. You're not going to be able to get in the ring. Try to figure out, out the match. Oh, then go out there on Sunday and do it. Yeah, there's there's not that, like, unless you're Ronda Rousey, there's not that couple of weeks of working on a match to, to choreograph it beautifully and, and figure out a thing. A lot of it is, okay, well, figure it out. Here's here's the Here's the bones of the match and figure it out. That was the big thing, you know, um, a, a lot of wrestlers have said going in where, like a guy like the Macho Man Randy Savage would, like script every little thing in his match, and then a guy like Undertaker would be like, "Oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll figure out the rest in between." And that's where you really start getting where a guy can shine a little bit more, or he can fail. And that that's the the mark of a really good wrestler is is if they're able to call a fantastic match in the ring with no lead up, no no pre- no preparation beforehand, and things like that. And I have no doubt Omega could do that and do it well. But, like I said, when when you're given, hey, you've got an hour to go out and tell a match. And you can do, and part of, I think, what's gotten New Japan in general and Omega in particular over so much is that the, the, the I, I don't want to use Mark as a derogatory term, but the passionate fans of professional wrestling, Love the realism of professional wrestling. When it when it gets real and they feel like it's behind the curtain and, and they're seeing something they're not supposed to see, that's when people love shit. So the thing that people love about New Japan so much is that they're seeing they're they're making it look like a real fight. Because guess what? They're throwing fucking knee strikes to the head. Ask Kota Ibushi how that worked out for him at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, they're throwing unprotected headshots, and guys 50 years old like Chris Jericho. So yes, Kenny Omega's a fantastic worker right now, and in seven years when his career's over because of what he's put his body through working that style, and in 15 years he's on the convention circuit barely able to move because of what he's doing right now, then you'll have to come back and tell me, but but those people who are who are cheering him on to do it and calling him the best in the world, those people won't be there when the lights go off and Omega's life is altered by what he's doing right now. So you can sit here and, and praise him and call him the best in the world. That's throwing shade on some of the people who chose a work style and a company that was more conducive to long-term success. And th- that's not even... The, I'm not talking about the greats like Flair and... and HBK because the work schedule was significantly harder and worse for them back then. Um, but guys like AJ Styles, you're gonna you're gonna tell me Kenny Omega is a better worker than AJ Styles? 
well, I have a hard for, time believing that. For example, AJ Styles, how many matches do you think he worked in the calendar year of 2018? Don't know. 147. Okay. But those 147 uh, were probably less physically demanding than some of the matches Kenny Omega, and a lot of the matches right. Kenny Omega was yeah. in. Kenny Omega has done... Right. Kenny Omega has done 60 matches okay. in 2018. And I bet you they have about the same wear and tear on them for that one year. And that's because Kenny, Kenny Omega is going out there and doing things that, yeah, you're not going to be able to do for a sustained run because you're you're doing all of these dangerous fucking things. Whereas, yeah, AJ Styles, probably fresher, even though he's done twice as many matches because they've been matches that aren't taking fucking shots to the dome or... You know, doing 450 splashes onto a steel cage, you know, side or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, hey, Jeff, you still there? Yeah. <laughs> I was just, uh, I was enjoying that actually quite a bit between okay. the two of you. That was uh, well said by both of you. Um, uh, yeah, with, when it comes to Kenny Omega, um, I mean, right now, it just is, it comes down to it, there's not a bigger free agent. So, um, whoever does land him, I know he's going to, he's going to, thrive i'm pretty it's sure just a Bushi already landed him it does seem that way doesn't it uh-huh. <laughs> I, th- I think i think we've we've heard enough rumors that the golden lovers are actual lovers huh. mm. and good for them uh, so, yeah good for them they're both beautiful men uh the, the last bit on this is uh the new japan decision which sounds like might not be set in stone already but new japan has decided to continue their relationship with ring of honor and not begin a relationship with all of the wrestling but if Oshmegma does go to All Elite Wrestling, that may change the decision. But the big question here is New Japan sticking with ROH instead of going with the upstart company. Is that a decision made out of butthurt or is that a business decision? Well, look, so it's, I think it's a business decision, but I think it's an, a logical business decision because for right now, Ring of Honor is the second largest company in the United States. So if you are in New Japan and you want to build your foothold in this in this country, that's the company you partner with. Now, losing these guys is a big hit to both these companies. I think New Japan takes a big, big hit here. Um, and one of the things we, we Wrestle Kingdom, you saw sort of the, the passing of the torch, at least in terms of the big American star, is not going to be Kenny Omega. It's going to be Jay White. And get used to that name, Jay White. And here's another thing about Kenny Omega before I go through this. I I, I think the, the big Kenny Omega hype train, and again, Kenny Omega is really good. I think the big Kenny Omega hype train has a lot to do with the New Japan hype train and the fact that the a lot of the insiders, quote-unquote, on the Internet – are big New Japan fans because fuck WWE and New Japan is so much better, et cetera, et cetera. And I say this only because, you know, was it three years ago, AJ Styles was the best wrestler in the world. And then AJ Styles left and Kazuchika Okada went on his ridiculous run. And Kazuchika Okada is the best wrestler in the world. And then Kenny Omega started his classic with Okada. And Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world. A year from now, it would not shock me if these same people are telling us that Jay White is the best wrestler in the world. I think there's just a bias towards the guys, the Americans at the top of New Japan. Um, that said, uh, I do th- I do see, like I said, I think Omega's ending up at All Elite, and I do see that relationship with New Japan uh, continuing with All Elite eventually, even if it's not right away. I understand it could put a serious strain on their relationship with ROH, because what people forget is that 
All Elite has almost immediately become Ring of Honor's biggest competitor for that number two spot in, in the United States. Um, so that, that's, that's something that is going to be a problem for Ring of Honor in terms of partnering with them. New Japan, it's not so much an issue because if all the big draws are at All Elite, that's a better partnership for them in the long run in terms of getting into the United States market. And Jeff? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I totally agree with what you said with Jay White. Um, I mean, they made him look like a million bucks. By the way, the uh, the dog is in the room, so if you hear some noises, that's what it is. Did you bring um, your peanut butter? <laughs> uh, I don't need it. Okay. You just trained him well, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I totally agree with what, what uh, Jason was saying. Um, I can power through that. Keep going. um um, no it it seems like they always seem to push an american uh in in new japan to to be near the top of the card um against a japanese guy so it's always an american against japanese and the american always gets (sighs) serious serious coverage over here in america and uh like what oh (laughs) tensai Yeah, exactly. Like in Tensai. What, what, what was his uh, thing over there? What did he do? Giant Baba. Was Giant, oh, my God. He was Giant okay. Baba over there. Yeah. Was he still hairy, too? Yes. He's always been hairy. Well, yeah, I, I know that. I just wonder if they... You know, I, I, used to, I used to be at Killer Kowalski's school while he was there, and he was hairy even back then. He was oh, a yeah? Mongolian back then. Talking about his balls. Not- <laughs> Oh God! I assume you've seen him. Um, uh, no comment. Okay, well, and no comment is a comment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, anyway, I, I, I can't take too much more. <laughs> too much more right. than, than that's been said, I should say. Right. Yeah. Once once we start getting into hairy nutsacks, I think we've we've reached the end of that topic. All right. So let's talk about raw because we have to where hashtag fuck the revival continues to be in effect. Uh, but this time they got a little bit of hope, which will completely be dashed the next time we see them again. Um, of the of the people that everyone wants WWE to fire, now we know they're clearly not going to fire the revival um, because a bunch of people are like, oh, this guy could, could leave WWE and come to all elite. This guy could leave. This guy could leave. First of all, most of them are not. Right. You might get you might get one or two when their contracts are up, but WWE is not firing anyone right now because right. they know the score, they know what'll happen, right. and WWE will wait until after All Elite Wrestling gets a TV deal before they even think of firing people because they have no compete clauses and will keep them off of TV tapings and they'll they'll strategically fire people for that very reason at certain times to make and, sure and they, they have don't the money to to throw like spike contracts at people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Boatloads of money for like people who. Well, there's already word that that's what they're doing down in NXT, where they're signing all these high-level indie guys that they're not using. <laughs> do you do you happen to know how many people are down in the performance center right now? Ninety. Ninety. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. There are ninety workers at the performance center. That's an entire roster of people, <laughs> and those people are not on NXT, not on WWE TV. They're just at the performance center, just working out. Yeah. Probably banging left and right, making some videos, that kind of thing. Yeah. We know what goes on down there. 
So yeah, yeah, that's definitely something. But yeah, this this segment was yet again title shot for the revival, another shot, another time for them to lose. But they lost with their foot on the rope. So last time it was they pinned the wrong guy. This time it was the foot on the rope. These are all the sort of things you do right before somebody actually pulls off a win. So, yeah. and, and they came out wearing trunks that said hashtag FTR on it, uh, which for those who don't know, uh, when they say it is forever the revival. But when mm, the young we all know say it, it's yeah. fuck the revival. It's fuck the revival, yep. Yeah. We know that those two guys, as as for the entirety of their contract, will be under WBTB contract. They're not getting fired. And because WB knows exactly where they're going to go the first time it is, because they have that that they have that relationship with the Bucks. So yeah. And they um, and and that might actually be somebody that could draw some eyes away from WWE if they sign with AEW as a revival. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, as uh, as far as the match goes, um, it was uh, it was a good match, I would say. Yeah. Um, Nobody pissed guys, on anybody? Huh? No pissing going on. No. I was a little disappointed. Um, the... I, 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 yeah, it's giving us and them hope, but I honestly won't have any hope until they actually win and hold the titles for a little while because uh, there's just been so many other times when I've gotten hopeful that they're actually going to do something with their revival and then it's just been shit all over. See, but uh, for, for me, it's not even enough once they win the championships. It's that first feud after they win the championships. Well, so I'm saying they have to win and, and hold the, the, the titles feud with for a heavy while. machinery. Oh, I think it's got to be a good feud because when the club finally won the championship belts, they didn't do fucking dick all. So that's my problem is, yeah, they need to be in an actual feud that that we care about, that we like, because otherwise it's just like, all right, well, they got the titles, but so did American Alpha. So and we <laughs> well, saw we saw how well that, that went. It's, it's funny that we're currently dealing with a program featuring the revival versus Chad Gable and Jason Jordan's the only thing missing. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. I, I think it's. Uh, I still think it's funny. I, I laugh every time that Chad Gable and Bobby Roode come down to the ring, and Bobby Roode's robe says "Glorious," and Chad Gable's just says "Gable" on the back. Mm-hmm. Fucking lack of character. Because if you should say Gableus. Yeah, but well, because if you didn't know who Bobby Roode is, you'd be like, okay, so Gable and Glorious. That's a weird last name, but it's wrestling. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> you would think that's his name. It's true. Well, uh, and the glorious Bobby Roode on his intro. That's true. Yeah. Um, and they chant his name, too. So he definitely is Bobby Glorious. Uh, so the other part of Raw that we had, which... Ugh, this this sucked. So <laughs> Braun, Braun Strowman is not uh, able to take any bumps. He's not able to do anything. So And he still can't have a promo. So. so don't have him on. Because otherwise you get this where Brock Lesnar was begging Strowman to do something, which, of course, he knows he can't do anything, so it just makes him look like a pussy. And then begged him to say something, and Strowman just kind of like stood there and he's like, mm, I'm going to get you. Well, did you hear, yeah. the, did you hear the, the conspiracy theory version of this? Uh, go ahead. What is the conspiracy well, theory version so, of this? So what I've, what I've read, at least, was that this was done... Purposely, they put these guys on when they did and kept them separated when they did because they did not want them 
to be in the same ring until halftime of the college football game, which was why there was so much sort of stalling at that point. They were getting close to halftime, and they were trying to sort of stretch it out so that they could hold off them being in the ring until people switched over at halftime. Okay. Which sort of makes sense if you go back and watch it, because there's a lot of stalling and stretching and stuttering, and then finally Lesnar's like, you know what, uh, you know what? I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go out there. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's stupid. It's a dumb yeah. thing to do. No, it was dumb. They've done stuff like that in the past, but they've done it with yeah. far more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, stealthness, I guess. Uh, Did they, though? Because they put, they, put, they put the WWE Championship with AJ Styles on first because they knew that they were going to lose an audience at a pay-per-view. Maybe. Maybe. So, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, but, is anybody actually excited about this match? No. No. No, nobody yeah, I think, is. I think the worst part is this on paper should be exciting. No, it shouldn't. Well, if, I'm just saying, if you if this is the first time you're seeing this match, and obviously we've had matches previously, this should be something that's like, oh, two giant guys who are going to slug it out. Okay, cool. But it's fucking proven to be the horrible. It's it's horrible, and it's the fucking universal championship feud. And it's the least I I would say it's the least exciting rivalry, the least exciting segment that's going on right now. I don't know the two hundred five live matches on the show too. <laughs> True. You made Jeff sad. <laughs> I'll be quiet. I, I just yeah. don't want him to pull his druthers out. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I love you, buddy, but that was a swing and a miss. <laughs> I popped for it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. First of all, I didn't understand. You're like, I want to call my penis. Okay, here's here's what I want you to do. Okay, I want you right now to text your girlfriend and say, "Would you like a ride on my druthers?" And I want you. I want you to tell us her reaction to it. If she's like, "Yes, pull that meaty cock out right now." You win. It's not just my cock, up. though. It's, I, I, I don't want her to ride on my balls. I, who wants any girl to ride on their balls? It's supposed to be your entire genitals. Okay. It's like well, it's the Frank N beans. It's not just. It's not just the yeah. dick. Well, you want you want her to ride on your entire genitals. You gotta, That's you like gotta saying get the to your girl. Like, okay, you go to your girl. You go, hey, you want to ride on my prick? They're not gonna want to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> right, but there's a, there's a definitive reaction. Depends on how there's, much you pay. No, there's a I'm definitive reaction to, to be... that. I, what, what I'm trying to say is, if you if you say to your girlfriend, "Would you like to ride on my druthers?" she's going to look bewildered. If you say, "Would you like to ride on my prick?" she's going to look disgusted. There's a definitive reaction to it. I want to see if she understands what you're trying to say with druthers. What if <laughs> I have to I have to keep the old man gimmick alone? That's not just an old man word, and I think it turned it because, into because because I feel like. What's what's an old man term for for your junk? Pecker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old man term for your cock. That word always dinky. <laughs> there you go. There's other ones. There's just so many. I mean, there's like twig and berries and things like that too that are dumb. But yeah, no, nothing. I'll think of a good one. Hammer right. and sickle. Schwanz. Schmegma. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Speaking of, speaking of uh, of. Uh, How about your Peter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things you insert into vaginas, this week's episode of the Rundown <laughs> is brought to you by PK Brand Used Tampons. That's right, everyone else is talking about it. We're going to talk about it too because during an independent show, Priscilla Kelly, 
uh, better known as the uh, gypsy chick from the latest Mae Young Classic, had a spot where she pulled out a gimmicked tampon with fake blood on it and shoved it into her opponent's mouth. Mm. So, of course, now, the spot was intended for you to be disgusted. And it worked. But the unforeseen thing just, that the spot just, did... Just as, a, as an aside, this right. took place at a 21-plus show. It took place yes. at a bar. So it was a yes. very specific audience that they were playing to. Right, exactly. Um, but, of course, the, the uh, holier-than-thou workers, we'll call them, decided to say that this was uh, detrimental to wrestling, and this is this is why why people hate wrestling. Thanks thanks Road Dog guy who used to fake butt fuck people in the ring. Uh, you in know blackface. This, yeah, in blackface. So of course people were what saying like were saying like oh this is this is ridiculous. This is, I can't believe they did this. Motherfucker, mankind used to pull a gym sock out from under his nutsack and stuff it in people's mouths. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joey Ryan takes a fucking lollipop that's been been marinating in his juices and sticks in people's mouths. Fucking the McMahon family got covered in literal shit on a show. Why is this what people hate about wrestling? I, I also, when, when all of those other things were just fine. It's. I, I think there's just such a skeevy thing for men when it comes to women's periods and tampons and things like that, they get so fucking freaked out in, in their own heads about this shit that they can't sort of rationalize it. I know workers that I work with who are up in arms about this because, well, it's not the same as Joey Ryan. This girl literally pulled a tampon out of her vagina. Like, no, 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 she did not. <laughs> no. And if you go back and watch it, she's wearing fucking pantyhose. So yeah. she clearly had space between where her actual vagina was and mm. where where she pulled this from. So, no, she didn't. It was gimmicked. It's it's essentially the Joey Ryan. You can make a case that the Joey Ryan thing actually goes into his trunks where his pubes yeah. are and sits near his asshole. And that's far more offensive to them put in someone's mouth than a, a fake tampon that just happened to be marinating near her, her pubic bone. Um, yeah. This was, like I said, I think this is just dudes getting in their heads about women's periods and so creeped out about the whole fucking process that they they can't rationalize it now there was however one person who took great offense to this hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on because i know this is going to this is going to be a good thing i want to i want to just kind of finish my point on it before you go in into your favorite person there well and and let jeff have his say i'll pull up the actual things yeah so um this this whole like yeah Obviously, you had some smarter people saying that it's sexist that that these these people are getting up in arms about it, and that's true. There's, there's still people out there who fucking laugh at or, or get uncomfortable during sitcoms because a guy's got to go and buy tampons for his girlfriend or like that. Motherfucker, I do all the shopping in our house. I have no choice but to buy that kind of shit. And guess what? I don't get skeeved out by it because it's a fucking normal thing, all right? You love a woman every day of the month, all right? That's that's all part of the part of that that whole thing. But that's that's that archaic fucking like, oh, it's gross and and we don't want to touch it kind of thing, of of the male dominated landscape there. And I couldn't believe that there were there were women as well who were kind of taking offense to it because it's just like it's like motherfucker, 
you have no issue at all, like laughing that Mae Young gave birth to a hand, as well as other objects, by the way. That segment is largely regarded as one of the funniest things ever in WWE history, and as literally an old woman giving birth to numerous objects, including a fucking mannequin hand. But that's fine, as long as it, as long as he didn't pull out a used tampon from her, I guess. Triple H raped a dead body. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and, and and blew her brains out with his cum shot. Like, like he picked he picked up spaghetti and said, "I fucked her brains out." Snitsky um, punted a baby into the crowd. <laughs> and he didn't he rape Michael Cole or was that the other guy Heidenreich? That's Heid- Heidenreich raped Michael Cole. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Val Venus got his, got his kick his dick shish fucking sliced off too, or almost. Right. Did. I right. mean, like that's that's what's ridiculous about this is is especially especially someone like Road Dog. Having the audacity to say that, like, this is what's wrong with with wrestling today. It's like, motherfucker, look at half of the segments you were in, all right? All of your shit was dick jokes or banging somebody in the ass. Your partner was was Mr. Ass, who loved asses and would moon the crowd. Like, that's <laughs> that's okay for you? Like, ridiculous. Of of all the people, that's, that's the one person I did not expect to hear some of that. And here's the thing. Tommy Dreamer. What did he start around and say? Not my thing, but you be hardcore, girl. He he loved it. He's like, yeah, that's that's exactly fine. That's you you wanted a spot that would gross people out. It grossed people out. Spot accomplished. Uh, from now on, I want you to use Schwanz when referring to Dick. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, well, second of all, yeah, I have the same same opinion that Tommy Dreamer has. I I didn't personally care for the spot, but I'm not going to sit here and get up in arms about it. Um, You have the fucking, I I don't like the fucking lollipop and the balls thing going on either, but I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. If it happens, it's fine. I'm just not going to personally care for it. I mean, it's Uh, it's stink face matches all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. By the way, that fucking tampon looked disgusting though. Fucking looked like she found it in the toilet at that bar and kind of shoved it up her couch. And then fucking... Yeah, I mean, obviously they they intended it to be as dirty as possible and like that. But again, WWE I didn't had even a realize how many replies I got to my comment. Go ahead. Nice. Oh, WWE you got a lot, had, yeah. yeah. WWE had a motherfucker eat a dog on their show. Okay, he had somebody feed him a dog. There was a live sex celebration with naked people under covers. Yeah. Why were they actually naked? There's no need for that. There was no reason for, for Lita to have her tits up, but we're glad she did because we finally got to see that nipple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. This is what, what is ruining women's wrestling. Not the bra and panty matches or the fucking slutty referee outfits that, that people wear. No, no, no. This is what's, what's ruining it. A show that, if somebody wasn't recording it, would have never been seen. Because that was, that was somebody who just recorded that because they're an asshole. Like that wasn't meant to be seen by anybody, but that crowd there, and and yeah. So go ahead. I I'm I'm assuming that you're ready now, Jason. Oh, speaking I'm of slutty referee matches, I legitimately never matches. read the comments to my post, and I'm just enjoying the shit out of this now. Okay, so in response to this Priscilla Kelly spot, Gail Kim decided to tweet. I'm seeing this post of a woman's match that got disgusting, and I'm not going to repost it because it's seriously a disgrace. Why? Whoever thought that this was a spot that was going to get a pop and was worth it? Now, first off, if you watch the video, actually watch it, it did get a pop when she did it. But, um, no. How about telling a story in the ring with your wrestling instead? Now, my feelings for Gail Kim are well known on this. So, I read this, and I immediately said, ooh, I gotta respond. So, in true, um, 
time-traveling Adam fashion. I decided to go right at her, um, to which I responded, yeah, she should be more professional, like eliminate herself in a battle royal on national TV because she's not happy with the job she's being paid to do. I apparently didn't realize this up until then, but I've got, uh, this was a few days ago, I've already got 165 likes and 18 retweets, so that's nice. Um, nice. I, I got the freaking out uh, black youths uh, gif, which is always good. Um, I got, oh, bravo, sir. So true. Uh, I got, uh, what else did I get here? Uh, sad but true. And then some, some gifs there. Uh, boom gif. Uh, the Russian judge applauding. Uh, somebody did a, this one. That was that was good. Uh, damn, you didn't have to do her like that. Yeah, well. uh, wow. This was my, this might have been my favorite for my coma Tyler Black. So good on you, coma Tyler Black. Uh, check out this man just out here ethering Gail Kim. So <laughs> yep, yeah, because that's the thing. Uh, oof, I love Gail Kim, but damn, <laughs> that was good too. <laughs> Someone just said blocked. I don't know if they're saying I got blocked or they blocked me. And if, if you blocked me, sir, then go fuck yourself. Um, let's see. I got oh, I got the rock. Check. I, I got the rock applauding. That was good. So just go click on click on CK original and see if you are blocked by them. Uh, let's see. And then make sure to sure to click on Gail Kim and make sure and see if you're blocked by her too. I was not. So. No, I'm not blocked by him. Maybe he was just saying Gail, Gail would block me, but okay. Well, we'll check. If I can still see it, no, because I can still see this post. So no. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, apparently it got quite a quite a bit of a reply. So nice, good. That has been Jason flexes about his Twitter. All right. Well, so. no, I look. look. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, that fine. Gail Kim fine. shit just pissed fine. me off. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, anything else you have to say before we move on to SmackDown? Yeah, you know what? I, I was, again, I'll, I'll echo what Jeff said. I wasn't personally a fan of the spot. I found it to be in poor taste, but there are a lot of there's a lot of shit in wrestling I find to be in poor taste, and it, it's it's sort of like movies. There are some that are going to like some certain kinds of movies, and there are some that are going to like different kinds of movies, and that's fine. Find some find a movie type you like and go stick with it. If you're willing to explore other types of twenty one at a twenty one plus bar show, you sorta of gotta understand what you're getting into. So fuck fuck Gail Kim, fuck anyone that was pissed off about this. It's just another spot. It's another poor taste spot, but that is what it is. It 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 got the reaction she wanted. She's selling merch as a result of it. Her name is she's getting more press than she's ever gotten, including being in the May Young Classic, so good on her. And fuck Gail Kim. Yep. Constraints. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, and the the spot itself was on brand for her because yeah. Priscilla is kind of supposed to be a dirty gypsy. So, yeah. um, but moving right along, we have more WWE wrestling to talk about for some reason. <laughs> um, so Shane McMahon and the Miz finally uh, did the deed and went balls deep into each other, and they got a title shot because fuck take teams. Um, so yeah, so I guess the the question here is, what is the fucking end game for this shit? Because I thought we were done it's, with this once the McMahons came back. It's it's the Miz versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, there's no other way that it can end. There's no other way. I do sort of like what we saw this week was a little bit of behind the curtains of what the Miz is doing. He's he, he's entering into this relationship with Shane to sort of backdoor his way into a title match. 
Um, and, I, and I think we started to really see that for the first time this week, and I sort of appreciated it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. as long as there's some sort of motive for The Miz, but I, I just, this has been dragging through the mud with this segment. Um, I just don't... When, when they did all those, when they did the, the new brand uh, shake-up, whatever the fuck they call it, with the, with the McMahons take it, like, they dropped so many fucking angles and storylines, and somebody went, this is the one we gotta keep. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> get it. I, I don't understand it. it. It's just, it's, it's I, who cares? Right. Like, who gives, who, who cared about these two becoming a team? Like, okay, who cared about Shane McMahon still being, actually being considered the best in the world and Miz is playing it up like he's actually the best in the world? Well, they're together the best in the world because, you know, they went half and half on that trophy or whatever the fuck is, the stupid storyline is. Um, but yeah, it's the end game is so, you could see it a mile, you see it a mile away. It's going to be Shane versus the Miz at WrestleMania. That's where it's going. But that's the kind of opponent Shane should have at WrestleMania. Not the Undertaker, not AJ Styles. You know, a really good sort of mid card heel is the is the perfect opponent for Shane at WrestleMania. Yeah, and plus the Miz, that's one of two titles the Miz has never won is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. So it would yeah. be another another feather in his Hall of Fame career. Well, the belt's like five minutes. The belt's like five minutes old. So, well, the the other one is the Universal Championship. So there yeah. you go. He's won everything but the two newest titles. Yeah. I guess we're done with that topic. All right, moving right along. Miz should um, pull a tampon out of his truck now. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so Daniel Bryan is the anti-hero we never knew we needed because Bryan is straight fucking killing it as heel Bryan. Uh, he proceeded to have a a promo in a concession stand. Now, me, I have always been one who loves it when we get promos or matches in areas other than um, the in the ring or in the backstage area or whatever like that. So having him do a promo in front of a fucking concession stand with actual fans back there right. was insanely good. And of course, he, he's been doing his... No- he is such a prick oh. as his character. It's so good. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he stole a pair of AJ Styles gloves, too. Uh, <laughs> Did he? I think so. Uh, yeah, and, t- and that's one of those things I say all the time on the show, too, is v- be visually different. Go to different places in the arena. And that's one of the things I do miss from the Attitude Era. And I think we saw a good amount of that when you think of the Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley brawl we saw in Raw, the Nakamura Rusev thing backstage, and, and, and this. I think they're making a concerted effort to do that, and that's that's definitely a benefit. But fucking Brian is just on fire as a promo right now. This guy is is just everything he touches, he can do no wrong. Like... Who would have thought if I had told you when he came back at WrestleMania that less than a year later he would be the biggest heel on SmackDown? Nobody would have fucking believed that. This guy's no. so beloved. Nobody can do a successful heel turn. The fans will never buy it. He fucking pulled it off. He's pulled it off well, and he sustained it. Good on him. Outstanding work. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Um him being out by the concession stand, basically slapping the fans around, throwing hot dogs and throwing drinks in their faces is fantastic. Yep. Basically calling the fans gluttons and fat pigs. Fickle. I, yeah, <laughs> fucking, still, still trying to make that a thing though. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this segment. And then 
The, uh, guy, the guy who's trying he... to make Druthers happen is getting on Fickle. Look, if he oh, yelled Druthers in people's faces, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Actually, he's, try, he's trying to make Impotent happen now. Um, yes, Impotent. Which was sort of funny That's as he's true. walking and he's looking at people and saying, Impotent! There's one big fat guy, he's like, no, I ain't! It was great. Yeah, <laughs> no! Oh, that was funny. <laughs> and then, then R-Truth attacking him. I... They're really giving our truth the spotlight these past few months. Telling you, he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, he got the number 30 in the Royal Rumble. He's had a lot of matches with the top stars. The real story here, let's be honest, the real story is our truth. Uh-huh. And his uh, his rise to stardom again. No, well, you, I guess rise to stardom, not again. You understand there's probably a 1% chance our truth comes out at number 30, right? Oh, yeah, like, he's probably going to end up fucking trading it for some fucking stupid shit. No, I was... So I was thinking he will most likely come on number 30 in the Women's Rumble. Yeah. Um, or he's going to get it confused and come on, like, number three or something so, like that. So do you, but there's no way he's coming on 30, I don't think. So this is an interesting thing, because I heard this on another podcast. Do you think if R-Truth comes out at number 30, it would count as sexist? In the Women's Rumble, no. you mean? Yeah. Would you qualify that as a sexist thing? Um. Because so, I personally wouldn't, but I've heard people say that, and I, I, I don't really get that. To me, that's just bad comedy, but it's not so overtly, if he wins like, the Rumble. Sexist. If he won the Ro- Women's Royal Rumble, yeah, and I'd have the same issue I had when James Ellsworth won the Money in the Bank. But So, for, for me personally, no, and for two reasons. One, it's in line with his character to do dumb shit like that, and, and two... We've had women in the regular Royal Rumble, which, by all accounts, you could consider it to be always the men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, true. And we've had we've had women show up in that too. Yeah. So again, it's he would not be entering it with like the intention of winning, or they wouldn't be entering him in there with the intention. He, it would be a gag. Yeah. Which, that's, it's it's yes, it's kind of a waste, but there's not that many women. Right. Honestly, so they had they had to to you know unearth China's corpse and stick somebody into it in order for them to be able to have 30 people. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it sexist. I I would just call it kind of a dumb waste of a a joke, but I don't like our truth. So any, our truth jokes is pretty much a dumb waste of a joke. (laughs) I get why everyone hates our truth so much. I find him amusing. Cause he's useless. So are a lot of people, but he's funny with what he, when he's given something, he makes the most out of it. I hated Santino Morella too. I, I never got Santino's humor, but well, it's the same kind of thing. I don't. I, R Truth. First of all, it's like he's just, he's just a guy on the spectrum, which WWE loves to do. Eugene, Emma, people like that. Like they they love putting people on a spectrum. He's just a moron, and that's his whole gimmick. Is I'm a dumb guy. You know, the only time that I that I enjoyed him was when he was a heel and coming out in fucking Confederate uniforms and stuff like that. Because at because le- <laughs> at least that was entertaining and he was just fucking psychotic. But now he's just a he's now he's just like dumb guy that you take pity on. You I don't think, like that. You think Carmella has seen Little Jimmy? Probably. Okay. I mean, it's Carmella. Speaking of Carmella, uh, she was involved in a three way match to see who would face Oscar at the Rumble between with uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. And it should come as no surprise. Carmella, also known as the one we know isn't winning. Yes. Uh, Also the one who (laughs) took took the pin. So so a lot of this, much like with a lot of feuds nowadays, a lot of this feud has taken place online. 
Um, you know, they've been using Twitter to kind of boost and stuff like that. And I don't know if anyone saw or not, but I don't know if I don't know if it was in character Carmela's response to some of the things, or if she really didn't get it. But she was mad online, yeah. Yeah. So so Becky Lynch, of course, is Becky Lynch. She's she's been the female Kevin Owens right now on Twitter, kind of lighting up people left and right. Yeah, she's calling she made it. Yeah, she made a comment saying that like I'm not blonde. I didn't I I didn't have a famous father. Um, I you know I I wasn't you know I I didn't I wasn't a transport from another sport or anything like that. I I worked my way up, and of course Carmelo's like, well I didn't have anyone famous in my family. Yeah, yes you did. You're the you're a second generation wrestler. To a job. Uh, she's like, this doesn't matter. That's still like, and she's like she's like, well I I, w- I wasn't a transport from another sport. Yeah, but this wasn't your first choice either. Well, like, she was she was a Laker girl, so it depends on if you classify cheerleading as a sport. Some people do. Yeah, and she definitely was. That was her intended goal when that fell through. Then she became a wrestler. Like she pretty much like Becky. Becky laid a bunch of truths on her, and she's like, "Nope, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Nope, that's not me. That's not me." <laughs> um, uh, I mean, we all knew Carmella wasn't going to win this match, but I, I will say it's probably probably the best she's looked in a while. I yeah. mean, obviously she's in the ring with two the best women in wrestling right now, but. Still, she did do well. I still got to give her credit for that. Um, <clears throat> she hit all her spots. Everything looked good. Um, I mean, and they all got their shit in, and the right woman won over the right woman. <laughs> Basically, uh, Carmella took the loss she should have, and Becky won. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't have been that surprised if Charlotte won either. Um, but I think Becky winning is is the bigger fight right now, and it, it's the it's it was the right call. Well, and, and I think it tells us the story that we are headed to a triple threat at WrestleMania because otherwise you have Charlotte and, and Ronda at Royal Rumble and save Becky for WrestleMania. So the fact that they're not going to Charlotte and Ronda here tells us that we're we're looking. The reason they're doing Becky and Asuka is because it, it's a placeholder. Ronda will probably get involved, and, and we're still on the road to the triple threat at Mania. Yeah, I am a little scared coming up the next couple of weeks. Uh if they make Asuka do some promos against Becky Lynch, that'll be a little interesting to see. But um, hopefully, hope, I mean, I, I know it'll be a good match, so I'm looking forward to that. Word. All right. Um, unless we've got anything else to say, we can go ahead and move right on to our main event. Nope. All right. So our main event is yet again, we're going to be talking about all elite wrestling. Um, so they wound up holding their rally. Uh, we had a couple of signings, which I will get to in a second. Um, and but but my question and, and I guess the kind of roundtable thing here is how can they really be different? So here here is the current roster. We've had a couple of names added since then. The current roster of male talent is Chima, Chris Jericho. Christopher Daniels, Cody, L. Lindemann, Frankie Kazarian, Hangman Page, Joey Janela, Matt Jackson, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Nick Jackson, Pac, Scorpio Sky, Takahiro Yamamura, and T-Hawk. Their female wrestlers are Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, and Penelope Ford. That's it. Now, did obviously, you say Joey Janela? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that is that is so far the the people that we know for sure are signed 
and going to be on All Elite Wrestling. So for me, all of those names, anybody that's that's been watching ROH or New Japan or 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 much of the indies are going to follow those guys over to All Elite Wrestling. Right. People watching WWE and not the indies don't care. That's none of those people on that list are pulling eyes away from WWE well, and bringing them to All Elite. I, I don't know if that's 100% true. I think there's still some people who followed Cody. And, and I've said before, I think Cody's the linchpin of this whole thing. I don't think if Cody gets released, we're, we're anywhere near seeing what we're seeing now. Um, I think Cody brought that WWE recognition with him to the Bullet Club and, and sort of helped elevate their status nationally amongst non-independent wrestling fans. Um, I think absolutely Chris Jericho brings some of that crowd yeah. over. <clears throat> but but here's here's my thing. That hit has already happened. Those people have already left and followed them somewhere else. So what's going to bring more people away from WWE that haven't already gone? Because they've already followed Jericho <laughs> over to New Japan. They've already followed Cody over to ROH. They're going to follow him to all. That's the same group of people. They also haven't seen Pac since in America since leaving WWE. So that's that's the only one on this list that I could say so potentially could bring. So far, yeah, of course. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Right now, that's Plus not Brandy enough. Rhodes. No. If there's not a bigger uh, draw <laughs> in the in the world than Brandy Rhodes. Shut up. Shut up. So, so that's that's my whole thing. All, everyone's saying like, oh my god, like all elites, their their first show, it's gonna like all of a sudden WWE's gonna drop below a million viewers. No, they're not. Yeah. Like because anybody that's watching these other independent shows are either not have, have not been watching WWE for the majority of time or are watching WWE and will continue to watch WWE even with all of the wrestling out there. So I don't I don't see right now those like big names because. Back in, you know, everyone wants to equate this to the Monday Night Wars. But at that point in time, the reason why WWE was taking hits was because Hulk Hogan left. Right. And he he grabbed a huge amount of fans over there because... Well, no, no, because Hulk Hogan turned heel. The Monday Night Wars didn't start until Hogan turned heel. Right, right. But because people knew him. And that was the thing. He was that name recognition. Right now, I mean, Jericho's a heel right now. Uh, Jericho, he could turn face, he could turn. And pretty, that's not pretty chubby at this point too. He's just yeah, well, stop doing that DDP yoga or something. Right, <laughs> you know, and 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 Pac is the same kind of thing. Yeah, it's it, it'll be cool to see him again. You'll get some people, but eventually, I think that that'll level out again. I mean, you would need like John Cena to go to All Elite Wrestling for for that to be like a Monday Night Wars type of swing of things. So people need to to fucking settle the fuck down on that shit. Because that's that's the thing that gets annoying to me. All Elite Wrestling, I think, is going to be a success. I think in three years, they could be a legitimate contender. But that's three years from now. It takes time on this shit. Okay. This isn't going to be an overnight, like, oh my god, WWE should be fucking shaking in their boots because this is going to kill them. No. And to your point, I think we we talked about in the host thread this the same or or close more people watch the 205 live main event on YouTube than watch the All Elite Rally. So when you talk about the 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 influence and the reach, yes, they have a great influence. Yes, they have a great reach. But you got to keep that in context. They have nowhere near the reach and the influence WWE has, and they're not competing 
for the WWE spot. They're competing for that number two spot. And I think that's a very realistic goal within a year, year and a half. I think they could easily get to that ROH level and potentially surpass it with a national television deal because that's sort of the one thing ROH has always been missing. They have a lot of syndication deals, but not that real national television deal that's got great reach. If the rumors are true and All Elite is going to TNT, that's a big get. That's the one thing nobody since WCW has had, and that's a national television deal. Um, not well, TNA, I guess, if you count Spike TV, but that was a, another sh- network that wasn't didn't have the same reach as Turner or influence or money behind it. But, um, And that was actually at a time when they were on Spike when TNA was considered somebody that could potentially compete with WWE, and they even went head-to-head at one point uh, until they realized they were getting fucking spanked. But uh, not the point. The point is to say that there is, like you said, Troy, potential to down the road. But they have a lot to build on. They have a very limited roster right now in terms of number of bodies. They don't have a, a television deal that they've announced, at least as of yet. They don't have titles. They don't have a women's division to speak of. They don't have a tag team division to speak of outside of SCU. So there's a lot of work to be done still. Now, I will say that Pac versus Hangman Page at Double or Nothing has me a little aroused. I'm looking forward to that. But that's all we got so far. So we really need to sit back and wait. It is an exciting time to be a wrestling fan when you see something like this happening. It is one of those moments that you could look back on and say, that's the day the business changed. And it's cool to be a part of it. But we're a long, long way from getting there. Yeah, and I mean, it is a very good foundation that they have built for themselves to start off with, um, just the names that they have. And like you said, the Hangman Page versus Pac is a great starting starting match, or at least the first announced match. It, it's it's a great direction for them to go in. And I mean, they got Chris Jericho, like I said, Hangman Page, they got Pac, they got Cody, they got... And go likely ahead. Kenny Omega. Yeah, yep. that's that's the other big thing there too is they most likely are going to get Kenny Omega, and that will be a big a big draw as well. Um, but again, like I said, I mean it's it's going to take time, and people need to kind of temper their expectations on this thing. Like this shit doesn't happen overnight normally, and it's and yes, there's going to be a lot of eyes on it, but it's it's how do they get that sustained success? Right. Because yeah, a lot of people are going to watch Double or Nothing. A lot of people watch All In. Eventually, when you have a weekly show, if you aren't putting on a great weekly show, people are going to get bored and they're going to leave. Well, and that was the thing. People talk about how how successful All In was, and it was a huge success, and it was definitely a game changer, and it was definitely something that had to make the WWE stand up and take notice. That said, here's what it, here's what else it was that people seem to forget and discount. It was a novelty. It was an event that was rare and special. And the type of thing that I know, I personally know people who traveled across the country to go there and be there for that event. When they're running events and pay-per-views three, four, five times a year, that novelty wears off, and those people don't travel. And can you fill a 10,000-seat arena with just fans and from the local market, like WWE does? That's when things, it's easy to do things when you're a novelty, Can you sustain that? And that's what WWE has done that people don't give them credit for. They have been able to sustain their level. Nobody else in this business has. WWE, TNA took a big jump for a while, but they couldn't sustain it. 
Hell, Nitro uh, WCW took made a huge jump for six years. Couldn't sustain it long term now. It, it, that's the trick, and that's the thing nobody but Vince has figured out. So until that happens, it's still going to be viewed as a number two. Yep, and it's all going to come in time to see where it goes, um, just like everybody's been saying. And like I said, hopefully they can take the great foundation they have and and do something great with it. And uh, hopefully we can witness it uh, as it goes along. And Hangman Page, very impressive druthers. <laughs> I hear that's why they call him the Hangman. Yeah, exactly. We're going to make this happen, Jeff, you and me. Oh, so you're saying you have a nice schwantz. I'm, I'm all in on the druthers. All right, good. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it together. We'll get it going. Like, like all in, like all elite, we will change the world, sir. Yes, we will. You all oh. in, Troy? Oh, of course. All in on Druthers? Yep, Druthers all in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, unless we have anything else to say in our main event here? Nope. 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 All right. So, let's move on, because we do have a pay-per-view this weekend. Not just um, one. Not just one, but two. That's right, because... We have two different events. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. It is the very first TakeOver for the UK brand. Uh, and we also have Ring of Honor's Honor Reigns Supreme. I know that they are just coming off a of pay-per-view, but that doesn't mean we can't have another one. So uh, we've got five matches. Yep, five matches so far for the NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool events. First match, Travis Banks versus Big Dick Energy himself, Jordan Devlin. Uh, Adam has gone with Devlin and his giant dick. I have gone with Travis Banks. Jason. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, it's probably going to open the show and the opening match of a pay-per-view for the first time. I'm going to say they put the face over, so I'm going to go Travis Banks. I want to also right. say Travis Banks because I personally like him. All right. And he's got that dick. All right. Um, is he, yeah, go does ahead. he have the big dick energy? Uh, it looked good. Looked big to me. Okay. Felt big too. Oh. Um, <laughs> our second match is a no disqualification match between the massive man Dave the Mastiff, Mastiff, the bomber, and bomber. Sorry, and Eddie Dennis and his tiny spindly little body. Um, this was a surprise to me because obviously we've been sort of building up that you know. Uh, Eddie Dennis had some built-in feuds, and then they're just like, nope, Dave Mastiff. No, they've been building this Dave Mastiff one for a while, actually. Yeah, but when he first debuted, I'm talking. When he yeah, first but the debuted, last like, four to yeah. six episodes of, of UK have been, they've been gearing up for this. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, so uh, I have gone with Dave Mastiff. Adam has gone with Dave Mastiff. Jason? The Dave Mastiff. And Jeff. Because fuck Eddie with, Dennis. I'm going with the gangly Eddie. Fuck All right. Man. All right. It's less, about, less said about that, the better. Uh, we finally will be crowning new NXT UK Tag Team Champions. And we have one established tag team and two dudes thrown together. Mustache Mountain, which is Trent Seven and Tyler Bate. We'll take on grizzled young veterans James Drake and Zach Gibson. I've already got my shoes off. Yep, that's right. 
Um, so, me and Adam have both gone with Mustache Mountain. Jason? I'm going with uh, the the Grizzled Young Veterans, and reason being, typically in these tag team and these tournament situations, the heel goes over so the face can chase. I think that's what we're going to see here, uh, and I think there's limits to where you can go with Mustache Mountain as champions, and I think there's definitely room for you to do some more stories with them if they're chasing as challengers. Okay, and Jeff? Uh, I'm going to go with Mustache Mountain. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I think they're more established. I think they'd be better at the tag team championship position. This is, right this now. is a company that put the first SmackDown titles on Heath Slater and Rhino. Just saying. Mm, not you're quite not the saying same they were company. established at the time? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not quite the same company. NXT is run a little bit differently. Um, but then again, um, we didn't, we weren't expecting to see. Rhea Ripley as the first UK Women's Champion, but she will be defending her championship against Tony Storm. Now, I have chosen uh, the delicious Tony Storm to go over uh, the beautiful Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Uh, Jeff, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going to go with the champ, Rhea Ripley. All right. I'm going to go with uh, Pete Dunne's female doppelganger, uh, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> And uh, only because I think there's bigger things for Tony Storm on the horizon. I don't think they want to bog her down with the UK Women's Championship at this point. That's a fair point to make. And Adam is going with Rhea Ripley as well. But then what will most likely be our main event, the WWE UK Championship will be on the line as Pete Dunne defends the championship he's held for 600 fucking days <laughs> against Joe Coffey. For me, it's Pete Dunne, because who the fuck is Joe Coffey? <laughs> I know, I know, that that's that's a joke. I know who Joe Coffey is. I've watched I've watched the product. But nobody has, has come close to Pete Dunne at this point. So uh, Adam agrees with me on this one. What do you say, Jeff? I'm going with Mr. Harry Druthers himself, Joe Coffey. Okay. Uh, and Jason? And Jeff sort of stole my thunder there. I was I was hoping I would be the only one to go this route. But I'm going Joe Coffey, and the reason being, I think you've done all you can do with Pete Dunne as UK champion at this point. I think there's probably an urge to move him over to the regular NXT, maybe even move him up. Uh, there's rumor of, a, of somebody new debuting on 205 Live this week. Just saying. Just saying. That's eh? true. Eh? Um, yeah, true. It's true. I don't know, but I, th I think they're getting ready to move Pete Dunne. I think they've got bigger plans long-term for him than the UK Championship. So I think Coffee is a, a big, huge guy. They've done a good job sort of on that brand of establishing Coffee as the leader of Gallus, and Gallus is a dangerous group. Um, so I think there's you know credibility in Joe Coffee winning, and I think it would add a little shock factor to the first takeover. True, true. I mean, the the first uh, um, NXT takeover we had, we had we crowned Neville as the new champion over Bo Dallas. So, um, so yeah. So that is the NXT UK takeover Blackpool event. Now, uh, after the show, it's uh, the after, after party. Yep. After you're done listening to the show, head over to RundownWrestling.com because you yourself can make picks for NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. There's going to be a survey right under the episode. Don't worry, I already put it up there. And it, and you can pick 
exactly who you think is going to win and see how well you do against the rest of the rundown hosts uh in in the in in an effort to not make the post be fucking six pages long we're not going to have people choose roh instead we're going with the brand that more people watch sorry roh we love you guys more people watch uk than watch roh i don't know it's probably pretty close yeah it's a tough call yeah uh, anyways, I know we I know we've got some some fans over over in the UK. Anyways, so um, they definitely you know like I said, put your put your picks in there. You there's a spot for your name. Um, if you want to put your name in there, we will go ahead and read out your responses at when we uh, review NXT UK back Blackpool next week. Yeah. Uh, but like we said, we have another uh, big event as ROH is coming to you. Um, with Honor Reign Supreme on Sunday the 13th. Uh, if you're not an Honor Club member, uh, definitely become one because you'll be able to watch Honor Reign Supreme as well as the shows leading up to the event there too. And of course, um, otherwise you can always listen to me um, on Mondays as ROH Dishonorable Discharge is our brand new show where I go through all of the ROH events. Um, but yeah, so here is Honor Reigns Supreme. Um, I'm going to go bottom up because that seems to be the logical way to do that. Um, the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor are taking on Taguchi Japan, which is Dave Finley and Juice Robinson. Neither of whom are Japanese. Neither of you who are Japanese. One is, is, uh, is from Germany though. So, um, I have gone with Taguchi Japan because I think that Juice Robinson is is definitely a guy that they've got big plans for in the future. Uh, Adam has gone with the best friends. Jeff, who have you gone with? Uh, I've also gone with the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. All right. And Jason. Got to be best friends here. All right. Um, our next match, Flip Gordon is taking on Tracy Williams. Um, this was a match that... It's just kind of thrown on here because last we saw Flip Gordon, he was losing uh, his opportunity to to go against Jay Lethal. So here's here's your con- consolation prize, uh, Jason. Who are you going with? I gotta go with Flip Gordon. I mean, Tracy Williams is definitely. I mean, I'm sort of surprised this guy's still wrestling. I remember watching him in the Young Guns in the old WCW days. Um, just I think he was in the FBI and ECW. Um, you know, just a little, little washed at this point. I think. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Nobody gets that joke. I'm so fucking old. Never mind. That's okay. I was gonna. I was pretending <laughs> it was Tracy Smothers, and I didn't know the difference. But you know. Oh. Um, yeah. Neither of us uh, knew the difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. no t- t- Tracy now Williams, that you said it. Tracy Williams is actually a talented young competitor, but I do think Flip Gordon wins here. I think they've got big plans for Flip Gordon. Yeah, I, I don't see how Flip Gordon would lose this. I'm going with him. All right. Adam also has gone with Flip Gordon. Uh, no picks from Sal because he's too lazy. Uh, Ban- Bandito will be taking on PJ Black if PJ Black can not do some base jumping and break both of his legs. Uh, I have gone with Bandito. Jason? Bandito. I mean, this is a big, big signing for this guy. I think he's going to be a huge star for them in the vein of Luchasaurus going forward. So, um <laughs> No, I, no, I do, I do think Bandito is going to be a huge star for them, and I do think this is sort of going to be his coming out party for a lot of the Ring of Honor audience who isn't familiar with him. And I think PJ Black's a great opponent for him, but I think that this match is built to get Bandito over. All right, uh, Adam has gone with PJ Black. Jeff, uh, Jason, you made a fair point, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, PJ Black on this. I think it'll be a great match, uh, and 
PJ PJ Black's a heel, right? In this. Yes. Yeah, I think he'll he'll win via some sort of roll up or some sort of shenanigans to actually win this match over Bandito. Alright. Uh, then we have two huge six man tag matches. Uh the first one, Villain Enterprises, which is Marty Skrull, Brody King, and PCO take on Silas Young and the Nebriscoes. So no tag team championships on the line for this event. Ah, this um, is, oh, God damn it. Sorry. You okay there, buddy? Well, so this is, and I talk about it all the time, and I love Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor's TV doesn't do a very good job of setting up their pay-per-views because you the, think? Whole, the whole <laughs> thing we've seen so far with Villain Enterprises has been interactions with the kingdom. And both groups have six-man tag matches on this show, not against each other. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, also, yeah. And no bouncers, I mean, so fuck them. Yeah, no bouncers yet again, even though the last time we saw the bouncers, they wanted to go and confront Silas Young, and they're not in this match. Silas Young is. Um, so I might be I'm the only I might be the only one going with this way, but I'm thinking that Silas Young and the Briscoes still go over, even though Marty Skrull is obviously a big deal, and PCO is obviously another big signing by them. Um, Jeff, who are you going with? I'm going to go with Villain Enterprises because there's no tag titles on the line, and the Briscoes don't need to win. All right. Uh, Adam also went with Villain Enterprises. Jason. Yeah, this is the coming out party for the first real look at Villain Enterprises as a group, so I, I think you got to give them the win here. All right. The other six-man tag, the Kingdom, uh, the uh, faux ROH champion Matt Taven, TKO Ryan, and Vinny Marseglia take on Marseglia. Shane Hurt. Sorry. Take on – I've only ever heard him be called Vinny. So the yeah, fact that she's that – It's Marseglia. Marseglia, sorry. Uh, take on Shane Helms. Delirious and that, Lucas. Yes, that, that Shane Helms. Yes, that Shane Helms. Shane Hurricane Helms. The, yeah, the Hurricane, know. yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff. Uh, I'm going with the Luchasaurus to go over. Uh, just <laughs> him. He's not even going to tag anybody else. So in. is Troy. Fair enough. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> uh, I'm going with the is that the, Is Luchasaurus the same guy that did Vibora, Vibora in Lucha Underground? Because the mask looks sort of the same. I don't. I, I don't watch the so I think it is. Okay, I saw I saw the Luchasaurus the other day, and I'm like, that looks like the fucking Vibora, Vibora. I don't know how the fuck pronounced it. Mask on Lucha Underground. So they beheaded Vibora. him at one point, I think. So. <clears throat> Biggest signing for ROH, Luchasaurus. Okay. <laughs> yep, it is Vibora. Okay. Yep. So same dude. All right. Same same dude from Big Brother. Uh, he also is the guy that got fired because he's the one who said that um, Bill DeMont was a, a prick. So. Okay. Well, that was not <clears throat> untrue. Um, it's not untrue, clearly, because they fired both of them. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was fired for, for speaking out. Um, Wait, I, yeah, I, I'm going I, with the Kingdom. Okay. I don't know if I was up here. I don't remember who who went. So yep. Far. Your, yep. Your turn. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go the Kingdom. They're the six All man right. tag champs now, right? Nope. No. Who, who's the six man tag titles at this point? I don't remember. I don't even know at this point. They're, they're not on the line, so. Last I re- last I remembered, it was Cody and the Young Bucks, and I don't think that's the case anymore. Yeah. Uh, Adam has gone with um, the Kingdom as well. Um, so that takes us to. It is because... the Kingdom, by the way. It's ah, the fuck you, Troy. Well, Mister well, Mr. Mr. ROH show. It's not they on the line. Running. And they didn't I haven't run. heard of the Luchasaurus yet. Yeah. 
the the titles aren't on the line. They weren't wearing them the last time they were fucking out there that I watched. Wait, they were fucking out there? Yes. Um, in a match that uh, uh, is not a match because Jenny Rose couldn't figure out how to say the word match, a street fight for the Women of Honor Championship belt as Kelly Klein defends against Jenny Rose. Uh, I have gone with Kelly Klein because she won it two weeks ago. Uh, Jeff. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect reasoning to pick her. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're not... the. You have a brand Single new one belt. One. Yeah, you're you're not going to have Kelly Klein instantly as a belt. Uh, Jason, uh, I'm going to go with Kelly Klein because she shares the name of the porn star I used to like. There they go. Uh, Adam has also gone with Kelly Klein, not for the same reasons. <laughs> uh, be- probably because he thought it was Kelly Kelly. No, but uh, honestly, and, though, though uh, <laughs> can I just say something about this match too? And, and I talked about this during we, we've talked. No, no, no. About- it's it's not a match because because Jenny Rosas know what a match is. It's a street fight. Okay. Um, but I, I, I said this when we've talked in the past about Ring of Honor's women division. Like, you just made a big concerted effort to get Kelly Klein over, and her first opponent defending the title is Jenny Rose. And I, I don't mean to throw shade on Jenny Rose, but it's not a name that draws attention to this match. You don't mean to throw shade on her, but you're going to throw some shade on her. No, no, she's a perfectly <laughs> ad- she's kidding. a perfectly fine worker. It's just she does not have the name recognition that some other women do. Like for me, even a Madison Rain is a better better pick here. Uh, it's it's also a little odd because they're doing a street fight, yet the first time that they interacted with each other is when they decided to do a street fight. Yeah, no build, no reason for it. Nothing. No, nope. just just as I said, because Jenny Rose couldn't figure out what the word match was. Uh, so, the main event, the ROH Championship on the line as Jay Lethal defends against former champion Dalton Castle. Surprise! Uh, yep, yeah, surprise, yep. Yeah. Uh, Dalton uh, won a four-way match over Flip Gordon, uh, Marty Skrull, and uh, Saban, which was a really good match. You should go check it out if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, Dalton Castle is the first of the four people with a guaranteed title shot to face off against Jay Lethal, which is exactly why I went with Jay Lethal. <laughs> Sorry, Dalton. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. Yeah, I also wanted the Jay Lethal to retain here over Dalton Castle. Uh, uh, Jason. For once, no surprise, it's Jay Lethal. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot more to come, but I... Again, and you mentioned it on, on Dishonorable Discharge, which I really enjoyed this week, but that yeah. moment of fucking Matt Taven just spitting on the Ring of Honor championship oh, was gosh. outstanding. Yeah. That's was, the match was... you want to see. And this is what I'm talking about. You see, you watch Ring of Honor television, and they show you the match you want to see, and then they don't deliver it on the pay-per-view. See, but I feel like, at least with that case, if, if Lethal is able to get through all four of these guys... He was able to beat Castle, beat Saban, beat Flip, which would be a bummer, but Flip's got big future for him, um, and beat Skrull. Uh, then it's Matt Taven he faces off against, and yeah, that's who takes she, the title she, off of him. She, that's great. To dragon that out for, what, close to a year at this point? Like that uh, That's the sort of thing that it, you can build a lot of heat to something, but at a certain point people are just like, all right, I, I wanted to see that six months ago, now it's don't really care anymore and you really run that risk i think it's a hot program now that would get over now and i think it's a it's an opportunity that could be missed to not go with it you you can have uh you you can still have dalton get his rematch here and then have taven 
you know, come on afterwards and, and beat Lethal up, and, and then you can set that up for the next pay-per-view that you've got. Then you got a couple of weeks to build, you know, that a little bit more, and then we finally see Taven. And then, obviously, if Taven gets the belt, you you can instantly put him against Flip or against Saban because they both have guaranteed title shots, and they're both faces, and that would be perfect for him. So. Yeah, and I mean, I understand the six-man tag titles and all that stuff, but I think Matt Taven shouldn't be in six-man tags at this point, but... That's just he's too he's too big of a star yeah, at this exactly. point. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I mean, TK and and Vinny they should probably be going for the tag belts at this point yeah, because absolutely. they would they would be much better. But but get in line because the bouncers are next. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So yeah. Um, with that, we will go ahead and take a look at what's going on around the independent circuit and wrestling near you. The stars of Bruce City Wrestling return to the Elks Lodge. On Friday, January 11th, with Rise to Honor 15. 15 years of fandomonium. Which is not the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. No, sorry. Nope. Sounds like nope. it, but it's not. It sounds like it. I mean, they, I mean, they, they don't, they don't, they don't have, have the market cornered on Honor-themed pay-per-views. Uh, bell time is 7.30, doors open at 6.45. Tickets are $6 advance only on BruceCityWrestling1.com or $18 at the door. The main event is an Extreme Rules War Games barbed wire fans bring the weapons match as the Maidens of Iron and the Axemen take on the Unholy Alliance. The Bruce City Wrestling Women's Championship will be on a line in a 30-minute Iron Woman match as Evil Sierra takes on Blue Phoenix Vanessa Azor. Both of those individuals, by the way, are, are <laughs> under 21 years old. Uh, that is a, is a big thing for Bruce City Wrestling around here is, is to have such young young, talented women on their roster like Sierra and Azor. Um, and another um, uh, bright young woman coming through, making her eat her BCW debut, Smiley Kylie Ray will be taking on Elena Black. Uh, Lou Zor will take on Angel Armani. The Bruce City Wrestling Heavyweight Championship will be on the line in a leather strap lumberjack match as the bearded bruiser Max Holiday takes on Doc Simons. Porn stash Peter Schwantz. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> takes on high oct- takes on high octane Onyx Andretti, and Hardcore Impact takes on the Caribbean Connection. Of course, the card is always subject to change. But go to BruceCityWrestling1.com for more information. I used to work. I used to work with Peter actually. So. <laughs> oh God! All right. Liberty States Wrestling returns to the John Cena Memorial High School on Saturday, January twenty sixth. <laughs> With the Winter Warfare, Liberty State's heavyweight championship, Vern Vicala defends against Elia Markopoulos. Hey, Robo will def- hey, thanks. Robo will defend his Sum Limits championship. Liberty State's tag team championship, Main State Posse, defends against Nightbreed with Vanity Vixen. Todd Silpel goes one-on-one with his tiny cock. <laughs> and Opportunity knocks contract holder Nico Silva. Vanity... Oh, <laughs> Vanity Vixen has issued an open challenge for anyone to take her on one on one, male or female. I know where I'm going to be on the 26th. <laughs> I just fucking. I've just read that. <laughs> also appearing, the, the Brett Domino, Chris James, James Chris, <laughs> Travis Gillette, and many more. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. with a bell time of 7. Tickets are just $10 for general admission. And Atlantic... Oh, go ahead, sorry. I'm used to reading that one. Go ahead. Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns for another great night of wrestling action from the Newburyport Elks Lodge. We present Full Force Elimination 8. We'll have a triple main event 
As the APW New England Championship will be on the line as Robo the Punjabi Lion defends against Demon Ortiz. A no-holds-barred street fight as DTF Dan Terry takes on the selfie-made man Vern Vicello. A last woman standing match for the vacant APW Women's Championship as Widow Belmont with Ed Hunt takes on Vanity Vixen. Also, full force elimination. The rules are as follows. Four on four elimination style bout. Winners from both matches move on to face off in the full force elimination finals later in the night. Also appearing American Made, Big Gun Jim Sargent, Son of a Gun Jake Sargent, Hampton Beach Bad Boy Hunter Ward, the APW Tag Team Champions Nightbreed with Vanity Vixen, Venom. Carnage, Joe Moakley, Canadian legend Matt Loudon, Sheik Abdullah, Hassan, it's, it's, Mad Dog. It's champagne, Joe Moakley. I don't know what? how you got Carnage out of that. It's, it's <laughs> oh, oh, because because <laughs> it's Venom. It got in my head. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> champagne, Joe Moakley. Well, you know, Mad Dog, Mar- Margarisi, APW Championship number one contender, Masshole Mike McCarthy, Owen Brody, C- Cicero, Bugsy Stone, Stiff Mike, <laughs> Nico Silva, Mass Appeal, Travis Gillette, Nick Curry, Fabulous Johnny Vega, plus more. Tickets are $12 at the door. General admission is $10. Reserve front row tickets, $15. Reserve second row tickets, $12. Reserve front row and second row also receives early admission. Tickets available at the door and at W... Oh, Jesus Christ. No, just Google it. The door is open at 6 p.m. <laughs> 6.30 bell time. Um... You can be on me. Jeff can do that one. I didn't change. Sorry. <clears throat> uh, Lucky Pro Wrestling returns on Saturday, February 23rd with the homecoming with homecoming rampage from the Clinton Elks Lodge, 128 School Street in Clinton, Mass. LPW champions photo op in the ring before the show included with the price of admission. Each ticket ordered online comes with one free autograph from the past event. Tickets are just at, uh, tickets are available at luckyprowrestling.com slash homecoming. Single tickets are $15 a piece or get a family four-pack for just $50. Return of the over-the-top rope Lucky Lottery Rumble. The winner will receive the Opportunity Knox contract that gives the winner a title match at any point. LPW champion Vern Vicalo with Jillian Lee. LPW Tag Team Champions, The Bitter Club, LPW Hard <laughs> Hard Knocks <laughs> Champion, Randy Sean. Is that Hard Knocks? Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> yep. Uh, LPW Women's Champion, Adira. Yep. Yep. Makua with Brian Cairo, Alicia Edwards. Alicia. Alicia Edwards, homosexual Anthony Green. Robbie retro, retro, retro sexual. Anthony. Oh, retro, retro sexual. Yep. Retrosexual Anthony Green, Robbie the Giant, Shay Cash, <laughs> Davy Cash, Johnny Cash, Kid Cash, Cash Cash, Sweat Boy, Christopher James, Comfortable Boy, Christopher James, <laughs> James Christopher. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, Kellen Thomas, Danica, Johnny Analog, and more. Let, let it not be, say, be, be said. If you have just a general list of your roster at the end of your end of your thing, and we talk about it on the show, you better believe that people are going to be added on there. So cards have to change. That's the thing that's going to happen. Uh, Liberty States Wrestling and Ring of Honor star the Kingpin Brian Malonis are partnering with the Pinkerton Academy Class of 2019 to bring pro wrestling back 
to Derry, New Hampshire on Saturday night, March 30th, 2019. You'll see all the stars of Liberty Wrestling, plus some very, very special guests. Tickets for Astromania are on sale at rastromania.sw, I'm sorry, astromanialsw.com. General admission floor seats are just $20. General admission bleachers are 15 If you get advanced tickets, you also get early admission on show day. Announced talent for the show so far, Ring of Honor superstars, the Bouncers, the Kingpin Brian Malonis and his partner, the Beer City Bruiser, Pinkerton Academy graduate, the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, Liberty States Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, the selfie-made man, Vern Vicala, the Mill City Hooligans, Chase Del Monte and the Logan Brothers, Robo, the Punjabi Lion, Cam Zagami, fabulous Johnny Vegas, not America's sweetheart, Davian, Setherin with Vanity Vixen, the widow Belmont, Nico Silva, that guy, Scotty Slade, and many, many more. And we encourage you. Uh, uh, the Wrestling Podcast by Nothing Brian Malone's have been great, great supporters of our show. Uh, and we definitely encourage you to go out there and support the Kingpin as he tries on his promoter hat for the first time. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it's a, it's a great card for his first show, too. And... That does it for the rundown for this Thursday, January 10th, 2019. You can follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show your dick pics like Mr. Smathers did. Buy a Rundown Wrestling. Oh, you didn't share that with us. Yes, it did. Leave us a voicemail at 617-863-6967. That's 61 Rundown 7. We are on Patreon. You can head over to Patreon.com slash Rundown Wrestling to become a patron. All patrons receive early access to shows on the Rundown feed as well as original content. Oh, Yes. Like the first thing where we're promoting our shit and we don't have the website up there? Like that should be the first it's, thing we put on this list. I have a I have a flow to things. Alright. So let me do okay. it. Alright. 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 Which this I This segment wouldn't be the same if I didn't interrupt you though, so that's true. I'm gonna move this up here. Okay. Okay. Now, you have tru- now I'm hard. Okay, go ahead. Alright. If you have trouble with any of those links, well, you can head over to our website, rundownwrestling.com, for all of the information on all the great shows, such as the Nitromania podcast, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Making a Grade, NXT Revisited, now with me and Jason hosting, ROH Dishonorable Discharge, and WrestleMania Salvation, as well as links to our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Patreon, all on the website there. Listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the wrestling podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com says the WPN or the WPN.com or rundownwrestling.com. There's a link right there to the wrestling podcast about nothing. Check out a friend Justin Michaels on his show Yes and Waltz on Tough TV. Go to TuffTV.com to stream it live or yeah. go to rundownwrestling.com. Yeah, and we, yeah, we got, we got the link right there. We got to talk to Justin about that because uh, if you click on that link, it just takes you to. Hey, the new Tough TV coming soon. Yeah, yeah. So right now, it looks like Tough TV is going through a little transition. We are not sure if Justin Michaels still exists, but we will. Well, definitely he still work exists. On that. <laughs> he's, he's still a thing. Yeah. Uh, but but as far as the show, we have just just want to double check and make sure before we you know put it out there. But you know, that's right. Uh, but again. <sighs> I'm going to list off every single one of our Twitter handles, but you can also go to rundownwrestling.com, go over to our host page, and find all of our Twitter links, such as at jstewart0920, at rockstartroy. This isn't a real Twitter, is it, J- is it Jeff? <laughs> no, it's my Instagram. It's before I had the Twitter. Okay. You can go to instagram.com and, and go to jokerswild702, which is with a Y. Uh, check out WrestleMania Sal. The Sal's are effect, Realist Tommy, Making the Grade, Fuck Me Daddy, You Want Some Fuck, Suck My Fuck, Nitromania Pod, 
Hurry up, cruisers. Johnny Analog. And you know, what is this you know stuff Adam doesn't? I didn't get that joke the last time and you kept it on there. I, well, I didn't keep it on there. I just didn't delete it. But okay. we were having, in, while the show was going on, Adam was texting us saying he wanted to understand a joke we had made on the show. So oh, okay. everyone listening to the show knew something Adam didn't. Gotcha. Okay. Well, you still know stuff Adam doesn't because he doesn't know that we're going to have on the rundownwrestling.com a place for you to make your picks. Thanks. And, to and everyone you still want some fuck. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks to Jeff. Yeah, thanks, guys. I had a fun time. And yeah. thanks to thanks to Jason. I, I feel like we owe Jeff an apology. We we did tell him we were going to be talking about talks. Yeah, I think I'm a little disappointed. I think we covered the topic. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> I think we talked yep. about a lot of different genitalia. I think we were equally representative. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Druthers. Druthers. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, next week, we pull out our druthers and talk about some pay-per-views. So uh, I guess that means we'll see you next Thursday. Bye-bye. All right, Jeff. Big, big moment, Dad. I'd like to see Todd Sobel's brothers. <laughs> so would he. <laughs> right, it, it's acceptable this time, but you still need to go on that. Yeah. All right. Bye. This has been a production of the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you are interested in having your podcast join the Rundown Wrestling Network, please email us via rundownwrestling at gmail.com for more information. And thank you for listening. <laughs>